0: Justice has been served on Lori Daybell's plate not once but twice in the past week. Happy belated birthday, Lori. Your gift is exactly what you need. First, Lori was charged with conspiracy to commit murder in the murder of Charles Vallow. And then the probable cause document was released. And there was some bombshells in it and not so surprising details as well. So we are going to get into the document and as always I'm going to go a little bit further and connect some dots. Now a recap of July 11, 2019. This is the day that Charles Vallow was murdered. Charles was staying at his hotel as he was living in Texas and had just come up the day before. Lori was in Texas for about a month, actually it's more like a few weeks, and then moved back to Arizona. Now, Charles came over that morning to pick up JJ, take him to breakfast, and drop him off at school. And it was stated in documents that Lori, Tylee, JJ, and Alex were in that house the morning that Charles was murdered. There were discrepancies in everyone's statements. I have stated that in previous videos, actually in my Charles Vallow series, and I'll have that in the description box below. Now, later that afternoon, on July 11th, Lori had a pool party, and... Then there was a coded email that was written on June 29th. I also have a video on that. Now there are redactions throughout this and I will show you some of them or speak about them, but let's get into it. On June 11th, 2019 at 8.32am, the Chandler Police Department was called to the address of South Four Peaks Place in Chandler reference a shooting. The caller who identified himself as Alex Cox indicated that he had shot his brother-in-law Charles Vallow in self-defense. As a result, a homicide investigation took place and all pertinent parties to the incident were interviewed. The scene was also processed and analyzed based on these interviews. At the conclusion of the investigation on June 11th, 2019, there was concern about a potential bullet strike on the ground near Charles Vallow's body. There was also concern regarding the timeline of events that came to light in the days following the homicide. None of these concerns would immediately provide probable cause for the arrest of anyone present at the time of the murder, and more investigation was necessary. It did say in here that there was concern about a potential bullet strike on the ground near Charles Vallow's body. And it does explain more in this document. But what also transpired that day was there was actually talk about four bullets in the body cam. And one of the emergency responders was heard saying, you know, counting the bullets, going one, two, three, four, and he says something like that. And another responder was heard saying he shot the F out of Charles. And another officer also talked about the straight-up bizarre events that happened after when Tylee and Lori were, and Alex, were taken, um, by the officer in the vehicle and let's not forget about Lori's behavior after she arrives back she's smiling and they had that pool party that afternoon. Now let's go to paragraph two. In the weeks following the murder of Charles Vallow, investigators learned that Charles and Lori Vallow were experiencing turmoil in their marriage. As a result, Charles moved Lori into the residence on Four Peaks Place with Lori's daughter Tylee Ryan and their adoptive son JJ Vallow who was diagnosed with autism. Charles Vallow remained in Texas and came into town to visit on July 10th, 2019 when looking into the relationship between laurie and charles it was learned that laurie had accused charles of infidelity which led to their separation it was also learned that during the uncertainty of their relationship laurie left jj with charles and disappeared for over two months it was also learned that charles was concerned for laurie's mental health as she had begun to express that she was selected to prepare 144,000 people for the end of the world Concerned for her well-being and that of the children, Charles filed a mental health petition asking for a mental health evaluation. In this petition, Charles talked about how Lori had told him that he was possessed by a dark spirit by the name of Ned Schneider. Lori would even refer to Charles in conversation and documentation by the name of Ned. This turmoil in the relationship can be substantiated through police reports, court orders, police body camera footage, cell phones, records and witness testimony. Now, yes, there was turmoil as we know in their relationship and at this point, it actually had been really since January. Charles had stated this. He said that she started behaving oddly in and around January and he feared that if something happened to him, it would be due to Lori and Alex. Now, in February, Lori stole all of Charles' belongings, his clothes, and hid them right down to his underwear. She also stole his truck when he was returning from work And she stole $35,000 and Charles had payroll to pay uh, for his staff. Now in February, Charles filed for divorce and he later rescinded it. So Charles moved to Texas and Charles was accused of infidelity as it says in the document. But we know that Lori was the one who was unfaithful to Charles and was developing this relationship with Chad Daybell. Now around the same time that this was going down in, in June, Melanie, who was Boudreaux at the time, accused Brandon of infidelities and inappropriateness and was a few things along that lines and she was accusing them basically of something similar and they ended up splitting in June now as for Lori disappearing for two months she stayed at Alex's place for a little while and then she also went to Hawaii with Tylee leaving JJ behind while she was in Hawaii she asked her friend April Raymond if she would want to come or she would be part of the 144,000 and to leave her kids behind Now, as we know, Charles was concerned about Laurie, and he was fighting for her to get help, clearly on deaf ears. But it's so sad that no one listened to Charles. All these pleadings by Charles, nothing comes from it, and now he's dead. So, now we see in here the introduction of Ned, or Ned Schneider, some places it's also Nick but regardless they believe he's a zombie. Back to the document. Three months later on October 3rd 2019 the Chandler Police Department learned of the attempted murder of Brandon Boudreaux. On October 2nd Brandon reported that someone shot at him when he was arriving home while he was exiting his vehicle in front of his Gilbert residence. He indicated that the shot was fired from the back of a Jeep Wrangler parked down in the street from his residence. Brandon suspected that the shooter was possibly Alex Cox. Brandon further reported that Lori Vallow was to blame for his impending divorce from his wife Melanie Boudreaux, the niece to Lori. Brandon then provided authorities with insight into the extreme religious beliefs of Lori Vallow and Alex Cox. Brandon suspected that these beliefs led him to lose his wife and also led to the murder of Charles Vallow. Now this happened on October 3rd and on t- October 2nd Lori's car is seen pulling up to her storage unit in Rexburg, Idaho with Chad Daybell and Chad was seen rolling a jeep tire into the unit along with the back seat of the jeep. Now the jeep ended up in Arizona and the next day Brandon was shot at. Alex was said to be the shooter and Brandon had moved into a new place at this time. And Melanie Boudreaux knew of the new place and it's proven in court documents. Now, Melanie Gibb was involved by both Alex and Melanie Boudreau, I believe, as a scapegoat. Because she was asked by both Alex and Melanie Pulowski or Melanie Boudreau at the time, to check on her kids at Brandon's house, but she was given the old address. Then, when Melanie Gibb was there, the neighbor saw her knocking or at the door and said, you know, they left, they moved. So, after that, Melanie Boudreau, moved on and married ian Pulowski 10 days after she went on her first date with him brandon now also has moved on and he has a new wife and all the slander that was made by melanie Pulowski and the uh, lawyers ended up in a lawsuit and brandon actually won the lawsuit at a tune of 12 million dollars if you want to know more about that let me know in the comments below and i could possibly do a video now i don't think melanie Pulowski is out of the woods yet She's known for her word salad and for lying. So I'm thinking they're going to start looking into Brandon Boudreaux's case. I think I'm going to too. I have some videos on that and the discrepancies, and you can also see that in the description box below, or I'm going to put that right there. Next Paragraph. While continuing to investigate the murder of Charles Vallow, Kay Woodcock, grandmother of JJ Vallow, contacted Detective Moffitt and was concerned about JJ. She indicated that she had not heard from JJ and that Lori was not allowing him to call or video message her and her husband. Now, Kay and Larry did a short video call on August 10th in 2019, and it was said to be 35 seconds or less. It was discovered that Lori had relocated to Rexburg, Idaho with Alex Cox. Idaho authorities were asked to conduct a welfare check on J.J. Vallo and Tylee Ryan. During this welfare check in November of 2019, Lori indicated that the kids were staying with Melanie Gibb in Arizona. Investigators contacted Mel and determined that this was not the case. Lori also told another witness that J.J. and Tylie went to stay with, and I believe it's Kay Woodcock, it's redacted. This was obviously not the case either. Uh, Kay Woodcock did mention that the police called them and said, well, they told um, somebody that J.J. was with their grandmother Kay, and she obviously said, you know, no, and the authorities, well, obviously that's not the case. During this time, investigators learned that Lori Vallow had married Chad Daybell, who was a resident of Rexburg, Idaho. Strangely, Chad's wife Tammy Daybell died in her sleep on October 19, 2019. Lori and Chad would marry within a month of Tammy's passing. Now, back to the arrangements with Kay. Lori actually said to Melanie that she had arranged for JJ to go with Kay, and Lori tells Melanie that she told Kay that she had cancer in order to convince K to take JJ. And then Lori tells Melanie Gibb that she handed JJ off at the airport to K. Lie, lie, manipulate, lie. It says in the documents, Vallow informed Gibb that she had arranged for J.J. to go live with his grandma, Kay Woodcock. Vallow further told Gibb she had told Kay that she had cancer in order to convince Kay Woodcock to take J.J. Vallow further elaborated to Gibb that she had traveled with J.J. and handed him off to Kay in an airport. Then they mentioned Tammy dying and 17 sleeps later, Chad would marry Lori in Hawaii. And 17 days before Tammy died, Lori bought the Malachite wedding rings and all their Uh, garb for the wedding. As a result, investigators from the Chandler Police Department, Gilbert Police Department, Rexburg Police Department, Fremont County Sheriff's Office and the Federal Bureau of Investigations began to coordinate efforts to locate JJ and Tylee and also investigate the respective cases within their jurisdiction. This coordinated effort consisted of numerous search warrants on telephone records, social media accounts, bank records, medical records, email accounts, residences and seized electronic devices. As a result of the data recovered, it was believed that none of the mentioned crimes were coincidence or justifiable. Specifically to Chandler, the evidence shows that Charles' death was a planned event and necessary to prevent Charles and others from confronting Laurie about her extreme religious beliefs when he came to town on July 11, 2019. The death of Charles Vallow was also necessary in order for Chad Daybell and Laurie Vallow to marry and fulfill their religious prophecy. Now, many of you are wondering or may be wondering why they don't just get a divorce. It's because they believe that they weren't allowed to, meaning Chad and Lori. As for Charles and others confronting Lori, Charles knew Lori was up to something after an email was sent to Chad by Lori pretending to be Charles. And there was one event where Charles actually met up with Brandon Boudreaux and Adam And they met at Brandon's house and they were actually talking about some things that is off with Lori. And now here it also mentions there's an intervention in these documents and I'll get to that in a minute. It was discovered that Lori Vallow believed she was an exalted goddess and she and Chad were directed to lead the 144,000 people in preparing for the end of the world. Through this investigation, many witnesses came forward and provided insight into this belief system. Using these interviews and the data gathered from the above-mentioned warrants, several others who shared Lori and Chad's belief system were identified. Those pertinent to the investigation were identified, and then it has a list of names all redacted. It was discovered that Lori and Chad believed that they had extraordinary abilities. Some of these abilities included the power to teleport and cause harm to others, the ability to call up natural disasters, the ability to pray away demonic spirits attached to others, and also visionary capabilities. Because of these abilities provided to them, they felt that they were qualified to tell whether someone had a light or dark scale associated with them. This scale would indicate whether or not they had demonic spirits attached to them. Laurie and Chad would often refer to these dark spirits by actual name, by a certain level of spirit, or by using the term zombies. Laurie and Chad also shared a, quote, trust level in referring to others. In examining the data, these dark scales were attached to... Redacted... Charles, JJ, and Tylee. My guess is Tammy. Many others were also provided with dark and light scales. Coincidentally, if you shared their belief system, your score was favorable. If you offered any opposition to their belief or their destiny, you were seen as possessed. In reviewing the documents collected by the agencies involved, The following would show that Lori and Alex conspired to murder Charles Vallow on July 11, 2019. Now, we hear about special powers from Zulema in the past, and of course we know about the light and dark rubric, as we know Chad created that and emailed it to Lori. I've called it the hit list, you know, because we see people who are dark are eventually murdered or, you know... Lori didn't like them or agree with them. Notable though, some of those who were on that scale are thankfully still alive, but who knows what could have been down the road. We know that Colby's wife was part of that and also one of Charles' sons. Now we get into talking about Zulema. It says, the first evidence to cause harm to Charles Vallow was discovered in text messages between Zulema Pastanez and Lori Vallow on November 3rd, 2018. Zulema is a friend of Lori Vallow's and also the widow of Alex Cox. Zulema's cellular phone was seized and data extracted by the Gilbert Police Department after the death of her husband, Alex Cox. Now, this was November 3rd, 2018, as it mentions. Remember now, Chad had already met Lori at this point. Lori met Melanie Gibb at this point and Chad had emailed this rubric on October 30th and November 1st it was said by Annie Cushing on her timeline she said that Lori received the payout from Joseph's uh, insurance policy. Now this is also around the time that Lori was stating in that recording that she wanted Joseph Ryan dead six months before. So Zulema had known so much from the beginning according to this document and now we know the reason why she probably has use immunity and in a previous video regarding Alex Cox's death I talked about the documents regarding Alex and Zulema actually slips up and talks about Alex only having a sister and a niece in Rexburg when at the time this was December 12th and the the welfare check only happened on November twenty sixth, so technically Alex would have a sister two nieces and a nephew in Rexburg Idaho then it says on November 3rd 2018 at two forty in the afternoon Zulema tells Lori that she was told by God that she is to protect Lori in January of 2019 Zulema told Lori that she had a vision that she could create storms and fire and will have the eye of the Lord On February 6, 2019, at 4.06 p.m., Lori texted Zulema telling her that Charles was blocking her gifts. From this point forward, there is specific conversation to cause harm to Charles Vallow, who has also been referred to as a dark spirit called Hiplos or Ned. And now we have a huge redacted area. Now, it's not only mentioned November 3rd when Zulema gets involved, but... February 6th, where Lori says to Zulema that Charles is blocking her gifts. Now, let's just take a little look at the week leading up to Lori's little text to Zulema about Charles blocking her gifts. Nine days before this, on January 28th, Lori takes $10,000 out of Charles's business account, puts it into their joint account, and then transfers that into a separate uh, personal account. She also transfers $2,000 of Charles's Uh, enterprise points to her own personal account and the next day on January 29th Lori transfers another $25,000 from Charles's business account to the joint account and then to this other account and Charles had to make payroll and she stunted him and the same day Lori says to Charles that she was a god she's assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 and she said that she would have him murdered if he got in her way and tried to stop her. And the next day on the 30th, Lori and Charles had a conversation on the phone. Lori tells Charles she doesn't trust him. She would need to kill him when he got home. She would have an angel to dispose of his body. And she knew his real name was Nick Schneider. And then she also stated that he'd have to go painfully. And she also, no surprise, threatened to destroy him financially, which she has already done the last couple days And then the same day, Lori also cancels Charles' flight. He's supposed to come home. He gets to the airport and finds out he has to shell out another $600 so that he can go home. He ends up flying home, lands in Arizona, and then finds his truck is gone because Lori stole it. So then on January 31st, we saw Lori at the police station with Tylee and Melanie Gibb, and she was complaining that Charles stole her purse. Then Lori decides to leave for 58 days and and leaves JJ behind. February 4th, Charles files for an order for protection against Lori. And that brings us to February 6th, where Lori tells Zulema that he's blocking her gifts. Mm -hmm. Now, two days later, after that, Charles would file for divorce. They also call Charles here Ned, which we know already. But they do another coded name, and it's called Hiplos. Now, to me, it's a very simple meaning, meaning let loose or free, which makes sense. And they use all kinds of codes In this case, I've been saying that for, I think, a year, year and a half now, and it's all now coming to light. Then there is that huge redaction, as I mentioned, which pertains to, I believe, Lori and Zulema talking. That last line, it says... From this point forward, there is specific conversation to cause harm to Charles Vallo, who has also been referred to as a dark spirit called Hiplos or Ned. Next it says, through text messages between Laurie and Charles that were seen on Charles' phone, Laurie would return to Texas on June 3rd, 2019. On June 3rd, 2019, at 9.32pm, Laurie to Zulema says, Just got home and got JJ to sleep. Let's go spiritually tonight and work on him. We give the timing to the Lord, but we don't need to relent. This is war. So it says Lori moved to Texas on June 3rd, 2019. What it doesn't say is the manipulative reason why she went. At this point, Lori was split with Charles, and Charles was filing for divorce, as I said, in February, but he rescinded it because Lori decided to come back and work on things. However, Charles thinks that, But in reality, Lori is actually securing her financial future and she says this to Melanie Gibb and Melanie Gibb said this in an interview. Melanie Gibb says in the interview with Nate Eaton, when she first went to Texas, I'm like, why are you going to Texas? You're trying to run from him? So that's a good question, right? And now you're going back and moving back in with him and she goes, well, I was told by the Lord I need to get his finances in order. And Melanie says, she started um, wondering, is Kay gonna get the money? Because she now was told by Chad that Kay was a zombie. So she's like, I bet he's gonna change it around because she's evil and he's gonna give her the money. Now on June 19th, at 9 20 p.m. Zulema says this to Lori. Oh and can you meet me at the temple in the morning? I have time tomorrow and we can work on Hiplos. So this is around the time that Lori moves back to Arizona and the next day is when Lori moves into the rental home where Charles was shot a few weeks later. It says looking into Lori Vallow's web history using Redacted, I saw that a web search was conducted on June 21st, 2019 for Social Security Disability. Utilizing the URL attached to this web search, it took me to a Social Security Disability application. The form allowed you to enter the applicant's information to be able to obtain a free benefits evaluation. This search is of importance as it would indicate an inquiry as to the benefits that Lori would be entitled to. In a text message that Lori sent to Chad Daybell on July 18, 2019, one week after Charles was murdered, she indicated the following. So I talked to the insurance company, he changed it in March. So it was probably Ned before we got rid of him. They can't tell me to who of course, but it's done. I'll get I'll still get the 4000 a month from SS. So remember here, Kay was the beneficiary. And only a short time before did Lori start wondering if Kay was going to get the money. And here now on the 21st is the search for the benefits. And after Charles died, Lori sent a text to Kay and she was ticked off. And she said something like, five kids and no money and his sister gets everything now what's also interesting in the paragraph here is where Chad and Laurie were chatting through text and Laurie says so it was probably Ned before we got rid of him also what's notable is there's nothing in here indicating a text the day that Charles died or just after to Chad. And I had wondered all this time if Chad was actually in Arizona when this happened, especially because the coded email that was inviting Chad over at around this time. It was actually the week before, before the, the holiday, which would have been the fourth, but I've questioned if there was something that was up and he couldn't make it. And that's why he came out the week later, um, meaning Charles. Now, On the same day that Lori sent this text to Chad about the insurance, Melanie Gibb actually sends an email out to her followers with an invite to go to Lori's house so they can hear David Warwick, who is uh, or was uh, Melanie Gibb's boyfriend at the time, and that would happen on August 2nd. Chad was also said to be there for that event. Back to the document. Lori would not have known this without completing the online benefit evaluation. Furthermore, the Social Security Administration did not have any contact with Lori until she attended an appointment with him on August 12, 2019 at 1.30 in the afternoon. This appointment date was located in Lori's iCloud account. It was at this time that Lori was provided with the actual amount of the benefit, which was close to the $4,000 she reported to Chad in July. So Lori goes to this August 12th appointment and she's been a little busy beaver at this point. Three days before this, on August 9th, Lori puts JJ's service dog Bailey up for sale. And then the next day on the 10th is the last time Kay and Larry hear from JJ. That video call, as I mentioned, was 35 seconds long. Nate Eaton actually mentioned in the previous video about Lori getting up to $6,000 a month in benefits. This is what he says. We figured it out and it was around $6,000 a month tax-free that she got between the three. Meaning Charles, Tylee, and JJ. Next, it says, on June 22nd, 2019, Alex Cox entered the conversation regarding Hiplos or Charles Vallow. Same day, on June 22nd, 2019, Alex started to text Zulema from, and it gives a phone number that's redacted, through a search warrant, this number was identified as belonging to Alex Cox. On June 22nd at 7.02 p.m., Alex sent Zulema a message, hey Zulema, it's Alex. And on June 27th, 2019 at 10:18 a.m. Zulema to Lori, do you think there's a way to change Hiplos to the light? So what's interesting here is it says Alex entered the conversation that day, which was a day after Lori looked into the social security benefits. And we know that there had been gatherings before and they were talking about religion and it included Melanie Gibb, Melanie Boudreau, uh, Zulema and Alex as well. And of course, Lori and Chad. Now, as I said, pretty sure now we know why Zulema has use immunity and why she actually asked so quickly if she was a suspect in Alex's death back in December. That's the first thing that came out of her mouth to authorities the day Alex died. Now to the coded email, or the email. On June 29th, 2019, Charles Vallow discovered a fictitious letter that Laurie sent to, and then it has, I'm assuming, an email, This letter was written as if it was from Charles Vallow asking Chad Daybell to come to Arizona to assist him with writing a book. This discovery would send everything into action. Charles confronted Lori about the fictitious letter accusing her of writing the letter so Chad Daybell could provide a reason to his wife to come to Arizona to visit Lori. Charles asked Lori to come clean about her relationship with Chad Daybell by the end of the day or he would contact Tamara Daybell and inform her of the relationship. It's interesting what was said in here. Now, I believe, like I said, that that email was coded and it mentioned in that email inviting Chad, references to a bat, and also references to insurance in code. I'll show you a small snippet of my video that I did last year. I believe it was July 28th I did it. And it's a summary, uh, not in depth. I did another video that was in depth, but just a little summary of what I believe was in that email. So, now let's add the coded email to really bring it on home. Here's where I believe this was a planned murder, an ambush like Lori described. I also believe that Chad knew about it and played some role at some capacity. If this is true, then we got ourselves some premeditation, don't we? Now, before I read this, Charles' death was classified as second degree. I have yet to see anywhere else of anything happening on it other than the fact that there is now a different detective taking this case on, but Alex was alive for five months, almost to the day, from when Charles died to when Alex died, and no real repercussions. Now, before I read this email, there's a few things to remember. Laurie and Chad have known about Charles being a zombie for six months at this point. She and Chad have missions to complete together. Whenever Lori mentions the word book in this email, change that to the word plan. Lori references baseball and we know that there was a bat involved. She also references stories the audience would relate to. My interpretation is the story she would give the cops and they would believe her. And finally, she references that the book is vital to her success. And that's the same thing that Chad had said about Tammy that her death is vital for him to move forward and have success. So here we go. Lori's email to Chad, pretending to be Charles. Hello, Chad. I hope you are doing well. This is Charles Vallow from Arizona. We really enjoyed having you stay with us back in November when you came to preparing a people conference. I appreciated you taking time to talk to me about the book I've been working on. Well, more than six months later, I still haven't made much progress on it, but I feel an urgency to get it done. As the managing partner of Right Planning Group, I'm going to have the opportunity to speak at various conventions beginning in the fall, but everyone says I need to have a book available that summarizes my life and shares the principles I follow. Side note, that's the life insurance policy. So I will cut to the chase. I'm willing to pay you well to help me get this book into shape as my ghostwriter. I really liked your autobiography and the tone you took in sharing experiences without preaching. Is there any way you could come here for a couple of days and help me get the book underway? I feel talking in person would be much more valuable than a phone call or video chat, mainly because I would like you to read through some of my journals and explain to me how the publishing industry works. It would help me to know whether I truly have a book in me and whether you want to team up on it. I played minor league and have plenty of stories that my audience could relate to, along with the knowledge I've gained running my own company so I do feel the book would contain valuable information even beyond the convention circuit I'm out of town until Saturday but I would gladly fly you down here early next week before the holiday and cover your expenses you could stay in our guest room like before or in a hotel if you prefer I hate to take you away from your family but I know this book is vital to my success I understand if you don't want to take part in the project but I would definitely make it worth your time, with admiration, Charles. Now, if this is just face value, where's the book, Lori? Where's the book? There's a problem though in how to, uh, you know, 100% prove that it's in code. Still believe the code. Especially now more than ever because of the dates and everything surrounding what's going on here in this probable cause document. Following the discovery of this letter, Charles Vallow began talking to Adam Cox, Lori and Alex's brother, about his discovery as well as Lori's radical beliefs. The two then communicated with each other to plan an intervention on or around July 10th, 2019. Charles had arranged to come to Arizona and also arranged travel for blank. Could be Adam Cox. During this time, Zulema, Lori and Chad continued to message about Charles, aka Hiplos. Now, not only did Charles arrange for an intervention, as it says, but Charles was actually going to look at apartments in that area. He actually had an appointment the day that he died. Now, Zach Cox did an interview with Justin Lum and Zach is Adam's son. And in that interview, Zach talked about the week that Charles died. He said that Adam was in uh, Summer's house, house sitting and pet sitting for Summer, Laurie's sister and Adam's sister. He talked about how he and his dad, Adam, were never told about Charles dying. Then it has a huge amount that's redacted as well. More messages. It goes on to say, There is no obvious communication found between Lori Vallow and Chad Dable to show that he was directly involved with the planning of Charles Vallow's murder. Lori Vallow found out about Adam coming to town through her mother and Summer Shiflet. Now, here's where it brings it up. There's no obvious communication that he's directly involved, but don't forget, Chad's the one who raided Charles Dark and also said he was now Ned Schneider and also coded email. I know I'm going to just keep beating this thing forever, but I'm not, I'm not stepping down. (laughs) I stand by what I said. Now it says Lori found out about the potential intervention on July 9th, 2019. She reached out to Alex Cox, Melanie Boudreau and Summer Shiflet to warn them of the elaborate plan that Adam and Charles had. Adam and his son were picked up at the airport on July 10th, 2019, by Adam's mother. Janice provided Lori with updates regarding Adam's whereabouts and asked Lori if she wanted to run interference. Lori told, and I either think this is Janice or Summer, that she was trying to figure it out. And then it's redacted it says, There is no indication who blank was talking about killing. Interesting here, Janice or Summer, you let me know in the comments below what you think. In text messages found on blank iCloud, Summer asked Lori if she wanted to have their mother do a preemptive strike and confront Adam. Summer told their mother no and asked that she just collect information. Based on the text messages that were located, it was apparent that they were trying to keep Adam away from Alex and come up with a plan of their own. In Zach's interview, Zach also said that Adam tried to contact Alex and they wanted to go to a comedy club or something, but uh, Alex did not respond. Lori had told her sister, Summer, that she was headed to Alex's house on July 10th at 3.58pm. During this time, she continued to message Charles and never once confronted him about her knowing that something was planned. Lori reached out to, I think it's Melanie Boudreau, and convinced her to cancel a trip to Utah for a wedding, telling her, You can't go at all. We both need to stay here to defend ourselves. Lori added, It's coming to a head. This week will change everything. Lori would also tell Alex, Getting sleepy, so I'm going to need you to stay close to me the next couple days. Mel, too. She can't go to Utah. They are planning some kind of intervention, but want Mel out of the way, so I'm left alone. I need to come get the stuff at your house tomorrow and secure it. Lots to do. Thank you for standing by me. It's all coming to a head this week. I will be like Nephi, I am told, and so will you. Heart emoji. Now, we know Melanie Boudreaux spent a lot of time with Lori. And... Brandon even says they spent a lot of time and that's when Melanie started acting strange. Now, what do you think about the stuff that is said in here? It says, I need to come get the stuff at your house tomorrow and secure it. Let me know what you think. I wonder if it's another holiday basket like Zulema talked about. Then it says, on July 11th at 7.35 a.m. Charles Vallow arrived at South Four Peaks place to pick up JJ. When he arrived, he texted Adam Cox, telling him that Alex was there. Adam told Charles that they were planning something and Charles stated, absolutely. Adam indicated that he was supposed to spend the night with Alex, but Lori probably blocked this. Now remember, Zach said that Adam was staying at Summer's place and um, pet sitting and house sitting. So Adam was supposed to spend the night apparently with Alex. Then it says, following the murder of Charles Vallow, Lori took his rental vehicle and cellular phone. The GPS data associated with the phone indicated that the phone left the residence at 7.49 am. Lori then went to Burger King to get food for JJ, Walgreens to get flip-flops for her and Tylee, and finally returned home at 8.48 am. Alex Cox would not call 911 until 8.32 am to report the shooting. When reporting the incident, Alex indicated that it just happened. He was provided with CPR instructions and he acted as if he was performing life-saving measures on Charles. It was not until emergency personnel began life-saving measures that they saw blood coming from Charles' body. This would indicate that Alex performed no emergency aid. Based on this timeline, Charles would have laid dead or dying for approximately 43 minutes before Alex called 911. During this time, phone records indicated that Alex called Lori. Now I'm going to show you the clip from my video in what I saw a year ago. If what Tylee says was in fact what happened and she did wake up at 7.50 am and heard fighting and then according to the police report Charles was shot at 8.20 that means the altercation would have lasted for at least a half an hour. Now, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't see anywhere a half hour's worth of altercation in any of the statements and what transpired, do you? There are so many discrepancies in their statements, and one thing is congruent. They all said that Charles was angry or enraged, and they all seemed unfazed by these events as well. Even detectives note their odd demeanor now in my opinion what I think more likely happened was that Charles arrived on scene at 730 right on time and that he had this altercation of some sort with Alex and whoever else was in the room maybe there was a bat maybe there wasn't a bat with Tylee but certainly there was something going on clearly with Alex The only thing I think is that it happened a lot sooner and Alex waited to call 911 because he wanted to make sure Charles was good and dead because that's what zombies need to be. And of course, Lori's infamous demeanor. She's not shocked, in my opinion, because she's been planning this for six months. This look on her face is not bewilderment. It isn't because she's in shock this face is the look of victory it's the face that says i won and i'm a million dollars richer it's the face of i knew this plan for the last six months and my plan worked my conspiracy worked and here it is working good job Lori's saying to herself good job and i'm getting away with it just like we planned I do wonder if there was a little sit down the night before to go over everything and what would take place at least at a bare minimum, you know, secure their plan. Everyone wasn't really in shock. They were just kind of like, "Laddie die." Even Alex on his phone call was like, "Yeah, so anyway, I uh yeah, I I shot my brother-in-law in self-defense. I but before that, I decided to put my gun back in the room and I also wanted to just dab my head a little bit and then I'm going to go and I'm calling the 911. Just make it sound a little bit like I care just because I called them but then the operator asked me if I want to do CPR and I was like you know nah I don't feel like it today. Kind of don't feel like it. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to lie and I'm just going to act like you know just kind of jovial and Chat with the officer and just tell him what we kind of thought of and make sure we include the bat and make sure that the bottom line is uh, Charles was super angry and enraged. Everybody get that straight for sure so that they believe the self-defense and then everything's going to be fine from there. And that's what happened. Now, as stated in this document, it says at 7.49 a.m. that the phone left. So we know that Lori left in the car with Charles's phone as well and she left with Tylee and JJ and in Tylee's statement she said that she woke up at 7.50 a.m. fighting uh, and woke up to fighting or arguing and then there was a huge altercation with Tylee, Alex, Charles and even Lori took Charles's phone away. So I showed in my Charles Vallow series that there were many discrepancies in those statements. Now... Also in my video, I said that I believed it was long before that uh, Charles was killed. And I even said that at minimum, it would take Lori 40 minutes to go to Burger King and drive JJ to school. And now she even went to Walgreens to buy flip-flops. Next it says, Lori, Tylee, and Alex told investigators about a physical altercation that was stated by Charles. During this altercation, Lori left the residence with Tylee and JJ. As they were leaving, Tylee and Lori reported hearing a gunshot. Based on this investigation, it has proven, it has been proven how valuable that Alex Cox was to Lori. His mission on this earth was to protect this his sister. And then it's redacted. The shot into Charles' body as he laid on the floor and the delay in calling 911 would also validate their desire for him to die. In addition, Lori told police that Alex was asked to stay at her house to protect her from Charles when he arrived on July 11, 2020. Alex denied this and stated that he stayed at the house because they were going to a water park or go shooting on July 11, 2020, and then it's redacted. As part of this investigation, Alex performed a walkthrough for investigators. Alex indicated that Charles was coming at him. He shot him twice in the chest while Charles was standing. Trajectory at autopsy discovered that one of these shots would be consistent with this statement this shot would have gone through Charles and ended up in the baseboard. However, the second shot entered below Charles' ribcage and exited through his upper left shoulder causing a short wound and defect in the flooring where Charles was found. This angle would indicate that Charles was already laying on the floor when this second shot was fired. And as I said before, you want to make sure he's dead because he's a zombie and you don't resuscitate zombies. After the murder of Charles Vallow, additional text messages and emails were located that would indicate the murder was intentional and according to a master plan. One of these was a message sent to Lori from Chad Daybell. The message read, I got the inspiration to go back to my original death percentages that helped us track Charles, Ned, etc. Tammy is very close. Her percentage has fallen steadily since Hiplos left. It is encouraging. Heart emoji, lips emoji. Don't forget, Chad's still married. And it talks about text messages and emails. And we know that text was sent earlier uh, in the document. It says about um, Lori receiving $4,000 a month, even though she's not getting the rest of the payout. And it says in here, though, um, it says additional text messages and emails were located that would indicate the murder was intentional and according to a master plan. And there was a master plan and don't forget chad and Lori had seven missions to accomplish together i'm curious why chad wasn't charged for conspiracy as well maybe they're still working on it but now here it says chad feels it's encouraging that tammy's percentage has fallen steadily since charles died and as i said he's still married to tammy he's screwing around with Lori. what a great guy or like i said in my last video such a piece of cake or the whole cake right Lori? then it says messages on zulema's phone would also show the intentionality of the murder of charles vallow july 11th 2019 at 11 31 pm zulema says to Lori, as i was working on hiplos today in the temple i was told he will be taken as he is i don't know what that means then i was shown to only put light the brightest light from the top and the bottom at the same time, meeting in the middle. So I've been doing that all day. And this is the same day that Charles died, but it was later, you know, close to midnight. The next day on July 12 2019, at 1036 p.m., Zulema says to, and I'm wondering if it's Melanie Gibb, oh okay, Hiplos is gone. It was a Nephi and Laban ending. I will tell you more when I see you in person or when you see Lori in person. I'm leaving for Chile on Monday for two weeks. Now we know Zulema is from Chile. July 12th, Zulema says to Julie, right? I'm just happy it's over. So now we can assume this is Julie Rowe. It's an assumption. I'm surprised it wasn't redacted. It says, according to Mormon doctrine, Nephi is a prophet in the Book of Mormon and is commanded by his father Lehi to return to Jerusalem to obtain brass plates that contain genealogy records from Laban. Nephi and his two brothers Laman and Lemuel return to Jerusalem. When Laman attempts to get the plates from Laban, he is chased off in fear of his life as Laban says he will slay him. They later return to Laban with all of their valuables and are chased off again. Nephi later goes to Laban's house and finds him passed out drunk. Nephi is commanded to slay Laban as he was delivered into Nephi's hands. Nephi uses Laban's sword to kill Laban. This story can be found in the Book of Mormon 1st Nephi chapters 3 and 4. You can also check something that I call a secret combination or actually the, Morm- the Mormon religion does but the video is called a uh, secret combination or secret society and I have that in the description box below. It explains a lot. Through interviews conducted with Melanie Gibb and Zulema Pastenas, the belief system regarding dark spirits and zombies were revealed. Both witnesses were in direct communication with Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell and were being provided instructions regarding their missions to prepare for the second coming of Christ. Both indicated that they were told long before July 11, 2019 that Charles had died and his body was taken over by an evil spirit. Both witnesses gathered with Lori Vallow prior to July 11, 2019 to try and pray the spirits out of his body so Charles' spirit would no longer be in limbo. Melanie Gibb also mentioned this to Nate. She said she thought that they were supposed to pray that this zombie or this spirit would leave the body. When Lori found out about Charles and Adam were coming to town, she believed that they were going to kill her for life insurance money. On July 9, 2019, Lori reached out to Melanie Boudreau for help. Lori told Melanie in a text, Message that she needed to speak with her ASAP. Melanie replied and Lori indicates that she was on the phone trying to figure out what to do. Then it's Redacted. It says Lori then asked for the assistance of Redacted and Alex Cox to stand by her side for protection. This was when Lori made the comment about being told she was going to be like Nephi and then a bunch of redaction. Now, regarding this life insurance money, on the body cam footage on November 26th, that welfare check, you could hear Lori talk about her brother and saying that he wanted her dead because of her life insurance policy. Last paragraph says, Melanie Gibb and Zulema Pastenes have both included that Lori got her advice and direction from Chad Daybell. When giving instructions, Melanie Gibb stated, I think it's Melanie, Stated that Lori would always say I've been told messages identified above have indicated that Chad Daybell was aware of the work with the zombies and specifically the work that Zulema and Lori were doing on Charles prior to July 11, 2019. Based on the above synopsis and the myriad of other facts gathered in this case, it is recommended that Lori and then redaction, so I'm wondering if it's Zulema Pastanez be charged with conspiracy to commit murder for the death of her husband, Charles Vallow, on July 11th, 2019. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now what's going to happen, basically Lori, we're waiting on Lori to come back and be restored and then she'll continue on with the case in Idaho, then once that is complete, then they'll deal with everything in Arizona. Now, be sure to check out my Charles Vallow series. It's important, and you'll see what went on and all the discrepancies, plus what I said a year ago as I saw it. And let's have a chit-chat below. Please share this video out to get it out to as many people as possible. Subscribe if you haven't done so already, and please like the video if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.